It's All Access with LMU Baseball Head Coach Nathan Choate. I'm your host, Jonathan Grace. Each week, Coach Choate will take lines behind the scenes with the LMU Baseball program, talk about page magic, and upcoming events with the team. Coach, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Good to be with you. Thanks, Jonathan. LMU Athletics would like to thank University Credit Union for bringing you today's episode of All Access. University Credit Union is a proud supporter of the Lions family. You can visit your local university credit union at ucu.org. Well, folks, that's a wrap on this season, but it's not a wrap on the podcast. We've still got another full episode for you, and this is one you don't want to miss. We sit down one-on-one with head coach Nathan Choate to reflect on this season, see what went well, what didn't go well, and what can be improved for next season. This is a really exciting group of players with a lot of young talent, and there's so much left for this LMU baseball team. So stick around and find out what Coach Choate has to say about this season and looking ahead into 2022. All that and more on today's episode of All Access. So, Coach, it's been a full season, uh, and and we have to start off today talking about that Pacific Series. Uh, It really seemed like everybody came to play this weekend. The Lions went 2-1 in the series, which means you've won five of your six last weekend series of the season. Uh, and, and that's just incredible. The team has also gone five and one against Pacific in their last six meetings with the Tigers. And we alluded to it in our last uh, seniors episode. But what does this streak mean for the team this season? Yeah, you know, I think uh, when some of our earlier goals had gotten taken from us, and we kind of reset some goals after the San Francisco series, one of them was to to win as many series as possible down the stretch, and, and obviously winning five out of our last six. I think we played well, and, and then that last weekend. We played well Sunday being senior day. It's always an emotional day. And I, I thought everybody kind of rallied around our seniors. Our seniors played well. And, and so it was a good way to finish our season. It was a heck of a game as well. 10 to 3 is is certainly a, a great way to end your season. And a lot of big performances from, from a lot of seniors as well. You guys put on a hitting clinic as well. 13 hits, 8 RBI, 2 home runs. Uh, the team wanted that win. Yeah, you know, I, I think when the seniors, you go through the senior ceremonies and, and uh, it's a little different this year because we didn't have the families down on the field, but just our players rallying around the seniors and, and then the seniors on the field kind of led the charge. Two of those guys hit the home runs, both Julian Burry and Alec Cargan, and then a bunch of guys contributed. So it, it was great to see and uh, I was proud of all those guys. That whole series against Pacific is really good. A 7-2 win to open the series. Josh Agnew had a great performance on the hill. Uh, and then nearly a comeback win uh, to, to make it a, a clean sweep. But uh, let, let's talk about that 2-3 to three loss because it was a really exciting game to watch. And you guys nearly got it done in the ninth. You know, what was the mindset for your team in, in the ninth inning? Yeah, we were just uh, we were just hanging around and hanging around. And, and we just needed an opportunity to get it going. And uh, I think... Uh, I think it was Kawano that that had a walk, um, a pretty key leadoff walk to get things going like he normally does. And, you know, it was just trying to try to get the tying run to the plate, which we had. We didn't only have the tying run to the plate, we had the winning run. Um, and, you know, you put yourself in a position and sometimes it comes down to getting a, making a pitch or like they made a pitch or us getting a swing. And, uh, you know, you know, they made a good pitch and Peel flew out to right. And unfortunately, we didn't get it done, but we were in position to. Um, so when you're trailing like that, that's all you can ask your team is put themselves in a position late to, to win it or tie it. And you guys had started a lot of that momentum late in that game. How did you carry that into Sunday's incredible performance? Yeah, I think just anytime you play a good, crisp, clean baseball game, that momentum you know transfers over. And a lot of times what teams don't, people don't understand is 
when you come back late in the game and in the eighth or ninth inning and you have the tying run at the plate, it gives you momentum and some excitement going into the next day. And so, um, you know, it's important on both sides of the ball. Defensively, when you have a big lead, you don't want to give the other team momentum late in the game for the next day. But, yeah, we, we had some momentum, and the guys, like I said, were excited to go into Sunday. Was the team thinking about that weekend series streak at all? Was that lingering in the back of their minds heading into that last game of the season? Yeah, yeah, there's no question. Um, they they were proud of one and four out of the last five series, and they wanted to make it five out of the last six. And, um, you know, we've had we had opportunities to sweep this year, and we just we didn't. Um, and, and to have something to hang your hat on of winning five of those last six series, I think that was something to be proud of, and that's kind of what they clung to. And so, yeah, I, I definitely think they wanted to win on Sunday to – to be able to say that. Well, we've talked about conference play a lot, especially, you know, in, in the thick of it this last part of the season. But uh, what does that five and six streak mean for LMU in terms of conference play and, and their place in the WCC? Yeah, I think it gives us some momentum going into next year. You know, we had a relatively young team. Um, I think it shows our guys that we can fight through some adversity. I mean, early on, we were playing really good baseball and then we, we scuffled there for a little while. And then um, we kind of righted the ship and, and then started playing good baseball down the stretch. And ultimately, that's what you want to do is you want to be playing your best baseball at the end of the year. That, that's what you strive to do. Um, obviously, the, we didn't have a conference tournament this year that was taken away before we even played um, with, with all the COVID um, cutbacks and, and budget cuts. But for us to be playing well that late, I think that would bode well if, you know, we we're in a conference tournament at that point. Um, you know, you never want to play great early and, and play bad late. So, Coach, you mentioned a lot of those young guys, uh, and, and a lot of them got some really valuable seat time, specifically a lot of the young pitchers, and we've talked a lot about them on the podcast this season, but uh, obviously with some senior leadership leaving uh, in some key places in this team, you know, how much excitement does that bring to some of these young guys who are going to have to step up and, and fulfill some of those roles? Yeah, I think they're, they're excited because they're going to be given new opportunities for different roles. Um, I think they learned a lot. A lot of those guys were thrown in the, the spotlight a little early, uh, a little earlier than I would have liked, to be honest with you. Um, but I think that they're going to benefit from it. Our program is going to benefit from it next year because some of those guys, the obviously the Matt McClure's, the Adam Christopher's, um, those types of guys, they, they got thrown out there. And, and Will Grimm and those guys got thrown out there. It was kind of sink or swim, and they, and they did a good job. How important is that seat time and, and just kind of getting your feet wet in a season before you really have to be thrown into the thick of it, say, you know, for next season? Yeah, well, there is no substitute for experience. So I, I think getting into a game, seeing the flow of college baseball and seeing how the game is played, you know, you can sit there and tell a player, hey, these little minor details, they're the difference between winning and losing at this level. Um, but until they experience it or see it, um, you know, that message gets set home a little bit more quickly when, when it happens to you as opposed to just sitting from afar and listening to a coach. So, yeah, really, there's no substitute for getting out there and being in a game and, and learning those lessons firsthand. Um, as a coach, sometimes you wish it didn't take so long, but that's okay. Have any of those guys in particular really kind of risen in terms of leadership, even as a, as a young player uh, throughout the season? Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's hard as a freshman to really lead. You're still just trying to figure out yourself, right? Um, and so I think leading yourself is the most important part as a freshman. Before you can lead others, you got to be able to lead yourself. And so I think those guys got more comfortable with who they were and what they're trying to do, which in turn down the road, I think will give them an opportunity to lead, lead some of the other guys coming in. Looking back on the season, you know, what are you most pleased with in terms of the play from this team throughout this 2021 season? You know, 
after the the San Francisco series, that was a that was a pretty tough stretch. And you know, we had started off with getting swept against BYU, and then we win two out of three against Gonzaga, and then we go to San Francisco in a pivotal series, and we get swept, and we we're two and seven. Uh, without a conference tournament. And so basically you're chasing first place, not just fourth place. And so our our team had to make a decision is you could look way down the road and go, man, this is going to be a tough challenge, or you could take it a weekend at a time and a, and a game at a time. And I thought our guys did that. And so that's why I'm so proud of winning the five out of the last six. Not, you know, not that that's not the expectation to do that here, but it's from where we were at at that point in the season where we were really struggling and we made a choice as a team, they made a choice to stay together and continue to fight hard and, and get better. And so that's the part I'm the most proud of is how they fought through some of the adversity and some of the factors that surrounded the season. It seems just from an outsider's perspective that, you know, in sports, especially college sports, adaptability doesn't always happen that quickly. And so for this team to adapt over the course of a season, really a, a half season, you know, how important was that for LMU down the stretch to get those good results in conference series? It was it was extremely important. I I honestly didn't factor in the the not being together. You know, we were in pods in the fall, and I didn't factor in the team chemistry part of that. We were so focused on just getting on the field, right? Like whatever the protocols were, so we could get on the field and get back to playing. And then we had to build up build up skill sets because guys hadn't played in, in nine to ten months. So that was the real focus. And I think the team chemistry thing happened later than it typically would because those guys, a lot of those guys didn't get to meet each other until January or they didn't even know who each other were. And so, um, you know, it happened later than we would have typically liked. But I think there were some factors that affected that a little bit more uh, than I thought that it may have. So. And how, how important was that team chemistry for this team? You said you you'd kind of underestimated the impact of it. You know, what impact did it have for this team uh, towards the second half of the season? Uh, it was huge. It, you know, we, we had such a separation of old guys and young guys, um, and there was nobody really in the middle. And so that was the thing that I think took a little bit of time. You know, young guys are stubborn, and, you know, they went from being the king of their high school to now being at the, the bottom rung again. And then, you know, the seniors just – it's their, it's their turn to lead now. And so I think there's just some dynamics in there, not just with our team, but with any team that they had to work through. And, and to be a good team, you have to have good team chemistry. We just had to work through it a little bit different um, than we had in the past. And, and that's why I was proud of those guys for staying together and coming together as a group down that stretch. And how quickly did the guys start to mesh together once things got a little bit back towards, you know, big air quotes here, normal? Yeah, you know, they they got to know each other on the field and stuff, but you got to understand they, they still couldn't do stuff off the field together. Um, and even on the bus when we traveled in hotel rooms. So you stay, the, the players stayed in hotel rooms with who they lived with at home, right? So there was no um, cross communication or, or hanging out. It's not like, hey, the baseball players all have the team over to their house to hang out for a barbecue. They couldn't do that. So the people that you hang out with in your little circle, five or six people that maybe you live with, you, you hang out with them on the road, you sit by them on the bus, you sit by them on the plane. Um, and we did that for contact tracing and that kind of stuff. So like I said, there, there were definitely some challenges. So, And, and it's not unique to LMU. I'm, I'm saying across the board for all teams. We're just, baseball is such a large team. Um, you know, some sports, you know, you got 10, 12 players. You know, we have 35, 37 players. It's really hard to get both ends of the spectrum. Player one and player 37 may not get to know each other that much. So, 
with that separation in those pods, how important was training and practice just, you know, for getting these guys comfortable, not only on the field with each other, but just comfortable with each other as people? Yeah, it was it was really important to, to get them to be able to communicate and use the same language on the field. Um, you know, we went over things and, and we did them on Zoom and we taught things and then we, we practiced them. But you got to learn the terminology and the nuances of the player and then the player, you know, just not only the, the skill set part, um, but just knowing them as people. You know, are they having a good day or are they having a bad day? Because, you know, people react differently to a struggle or a success depending on on where they're at mentally. Um, and sometimes you don't get to learn that unless you're around somebody every single day. Um, so definitely a challenge. So throughout the pandemic, still a pretty full season, 49 games in all, over 1,600 at-bats throughout the season. Pretty pretty incredible considering everything that's that's been thrown at this team this year. You know, what kept these guys motivated? You mentioned there was a lack of separation, a lack of camaraderie. You know, what kept them going throughout the season? I think some perspective of the game getting taken away last year and doing whatever it takes to actually play. Um, that is another thing that I'm, I'm pretty proud of and Obviously, part of it is luck, but I do think some of it is diligence that they they made good choices off the field. We didn't have any COVID shutdowns um, where we missed any time or anything like that. And so I think some of the precautions that we took and, and the sacrifices they made to stay in their little pods, I think it allowed them to get to stay on the field. And that was really the goal is, is staying on the field and playing. And so to, to not miss any of our 49 games that we had scheduled, that, that's another thing I think you know our whole program should be pretty proud of. Well, you've talked a lot about character throughout the season, you know, high character guys, you know, guys that are great not only on the field, but good as people, great in the classroom and things like that. And it really seems like the whole team is is pretty well-rounded in, in that regard. Yeah, it, it really is a bunch of high character people. Um, you know, I think when you have a good culture and you bring people in, they have two choices, right? They, they can they can adapt and become part of the culture and how we do things. Or if they don't fit in, the culture kind of spits them out and they move on because it just doesn't fit. And so um, I think that that is one of the strengths of our program is we, we do. We have really, really good people within our program, people that really care a lot, um, are about the right things. They're going to be really successful in life. Take the baseball part out of it. They're going to be successful in life. They're going to be good members of society, good fathers, husbands, all of those types of things. So now with some of that camaraderie and, and team bonding established, you know, how much more of a threat does that make this team going into next season now that they have that bond established? Yeah, I, I think it'll be important for them to take another step forward when we get in the fall. You know, we're going to have another 10 or 11 players again. And so anytime you add anybody new into the culture or the environment, um, the, the, they're going to affect it one way or another. New people are going to affect it and either positively or negatively, and they're either going to bring something to the table or they're not. And so anytime you mesh people together, there's you just kind of have to wait and see. There's no doubt that the experience of playing is going to help. They're, they're going to have more experience. But like I tell people all the time, we basically get to pick people's best friends for the next four years, right? And so you have to learn how to assimilate and get along with different people with different personalities because you don't, it's not like you and I, you know, where you, you pick your best friend and go, Hey, I'm going out to eat with this person. Cause I like, and I enjoy being around them on our team. We basically pick everybody, put them in a room and say, Hey, you guys are friends, get along. And then, so you kind of have to navigate that. And so every year is a challenge. This, this fall will be a challenge again, cause we're adding some new pieces, but I, I do think that, you know, it was a step forward for us the last couple of weeks and, 
hopefully we can build on that, you know, that and, and continue to move forward. So for some of these younger guys who were freshmen this year and will be sophomore standing uh, next year, you know, how much experience does that bring them, you know, having gone through this whole season with COVID and uh, being separated? Do you think they're going to head into next season and say, boy, this this seems easy? Yeah, you get that sometimes. You know, there is definitely a question of motivation. So you got to make sure that guys reset their goals. You know, as a freshman, I think sometimes you just want to fit in and, and not mess up too badly. Uh, now, as a sophomore, you need to reset your goals and, and continue to improve. And every one of our players, even though I had, some of them had good years this year, there's always room for improvement in everything they do. And so I think focusing on the improvement and the, the steps needed to make that make that improvement. Um, and then, you know, even our freshmen, they've never gone through a normal fall here. So it, it's still going to be unique for them because last year was just so different of how we've ever done things before. So it's just it's going to be more challenging for them. So really it's going to be a new experience for them. They don't know what to expect when it comes to the fall. And I think the fall is a huge part of development in, in college baseball. So so heading into the fall, what are you the most excited about for, for this team, this group of guys? Um, I, I think to get back to a sense of normalcy, uh, to be honest with you, where we can challenge them in some different areas um, for growth. And so I, I think that would probably be the most interesting because – you know, when, when you coach for as long as I have and our staff has, there's a way that you do things, right, that you feel comfortable and you've seen results. And then basically the whole way we did it last year was so different. Um, it was good, but I think we can kind of incorporate things that we've really seen work in the past and then some things that we learned this fall that help as well. And so I think getting into more of a traditional training environment, um, our guys lifting in the weight room, together, I think is a big deal. Um, conditioning together as a group is a big deal. Um, you know, having people over to my house, having the players over to my house for a barbecue, I think that helps with team chemistry. And those are all things that we just weren't able to do. And so I really do think just getting back to a little bit more normal is what I'm the most excited about. In terms of play and, and performance on the field, what makes you the most excited for this group for next season? Um, you know, I, th I think we have some competitive young players, right? And I think so. There's going to be some roles open. And, you know, I think that it's going to be, I think we have a lot of depth now. And there's going to be some really good competitions at cer certain spots. And so that that is always fun to see watching guys fight it out for a spot going back and forth throughout the fall and the winter. Well, this LMU team has a reputation for leaving big shoes to fill and then immediately filling them pretty successfully. You know, I, I look back at, you know, the, the holes left by Trevin Escara and Cooper Yule and guys stepped up. They came in and, and they put the work in and, and made it work. You know, does, does that make you excited as well for some of these younger players to, to have the opportunity to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's players that are going to have good years that we don't even, they're not even on our radar yet when we're talking as a staff. And so you just never know who's going to develop and who's going to step up. And that's why you want to have some depth and have some healthy competitions everywhere. And we're honestly, we're not done recruiting for this fall as well. So we still got a little bit more work that we're tying up a couple of loose ends with the transfer portal and that kind of stuff. So um, but yeah, it would be exciting to see which guys take a step forward. And like I said, sometimes guys you don't even have on your radar kind of come out of nowhere as a freshman and end up contributing right away. What is that like for you as a coach to, you know, go through the recruiting process? And, you know, I'd imagine you feel like you have a pretty good understanding of who's who and where the skill sets are. And then someone kind of emerges and rises to the top and, and surprises you. What is that like from, from a coaching perspective? It's a great feeling. I mean, 
to to see a guy kind of grow into his own and you know obviously all the guys that get brought in here have a certain level of skill otherwise they wouldn't be recruited but you really don't know how guys are going to develop in between the the white lines until they're in that environment and then they kind of take advantage of their opportunity and run with it and so and and you never know when they're going to do it. Some kids do it as a freshman, and I've been around other players where it hasn't clicked for them until their junior or senior year. And Holden Christian's a perfect example, right? As, as a freshman, Holden just wasn't wasn't ready yet, um, and now you look at where he's at now, and so you get all these kids all along the spectrum. You get them as a freshman that surprise you, and then some that, that take a little bit longer to develop, and you just kind of wait and wait and wait, and then when it clicks, you can kind of see it in your eyes, and, and that's why you coach. Well, let's talk about Holden for a second because, man, he had a really, really impressive season, uh, and it was it was really fun to watch him progress. Where do you think he grew the most as a player on the field this season? Just confidence. I, I think he had a plan. He understands who he is, what he's trying to do. Um, you know, he holds himself accountable to the things that he knows will make him successful and won't. And I think that's really when players start taking off is, you know, in, in the past as a freshman or sophomore, you have to keep reminding a guy, hey, do this, do this. Well, when you start to tell a player, hey, you got it, and you catch yourself and they're already correcting it before you have to, you're like, okay, wait, 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 this is the fun stuff. So then you get to take a step back and they hold themselves accountable to the things that make them successful on the field. And I think that's that's one of the areas that he really grew. Do you think he's starting to step more into a leadership position now that he's kind of self-correcting and, and doing a lot of these things on his own and developing? I do. I think, you know, he sees what works. And so anytime you see something work and you have success and then you can identify a struggle in a freshman that you had, you, you want to share the message. You want to go up and say, hey, I've been where you're at, man. Uh, just keep working hard. It, did, it didn't work and it didn't click for me until my junior year. But when it did, it did. And so just keep working. And, you know, that's pretty powerful stuff when it comes from a player wrapping things up a little bit what are some things that you think people are going to be surprised by from this team in the fall um well i think we're going to have a little chip on our shoulder i mean you know we uh yes we won five out of our last six but this this year was not not what we wanted right and, and so um that's not that's not okay and so i'm not sitting here celebrating and throwing a parade because we won five out of our last six but i do think it showed we, we were trending in the right direction but we need to start working. We need to start working now and for next year. I mean, last this past season is now done with, and I know it's great to talk and reflect. But my sole focus now is getting us ready for the 2022 season, which starts the first day of school. And so, um, you know, we, we need to get a little tougher in some areas. And like I tell our players, players all the time, how do you get tougher? You do hard things, right? And so there's some hard things that they're going to be challenged to do this fall. They're going to be pushed. Um, and, and we need to respond and we need to get better. And it's not about the best players that win. It's about the best team. And so we need to do a good job becoming a team earlier in the process. So that'll, that's going to be a focus for us. Do you think some of the COVID restrictions lifting will, will kind of make some of that team bonding and team chemistry work a little bit easier and more cohesively earlier than it did last season? I do. Yeah, I, I do. I think just people being able to interact with each other and be together as a group at the field. And, you know, like I said, we were coming in shifts where, you know, we had a group of 12 people for an hour and a half and then another 12 people for an hour and a half. Just having everybody out on the field together. And um, I, I think that's going to help with them interacting and knowing each other's names and all that stuff. What are your goals for this team for next season in, in terms of play on the field? 
well, we need to get better. Right? We, we need to pitch better. We need to play better defense. We need to base run better. And we need to do a better job offensively of scoring runs. And so there, there's a long list of things. I think there's some detailed things that we need to, to clean up and, and tighten up and continue to get better. Um, I need to do a better job helping lead these guys. My coaching staff needs to do a better job, and then our players need to do a better job every day. And so we're just going to re- remain focused on whatever the task is in front of us that day and kind of look at it at the end of the day and see where we're at. Well, Coach, we can't wait for the fall already. I know the season just ended, but we're already ready for more baseball, so we we can't wait to see him get back out there. Thank you so much again for your time throughout the season and and today on the podcast as well. Appreciate everything all year. Thanks, Jonathan. And before we sign off today, we'd like to say a huge thank you to everyone who makes this podcast possible. Thank you to the LMU Baseball Program and Head Coach Nathan Choate for allowing us to bring you this podcast each week. Our KXLU station manager is Lydia Amasso, and our executive producer is Alexis Harris. And if you want to stay up to date with all things LMU baseball, you can follow at LMU Lions BSB on Instagram and Twitter to see what the Lions are up to this season. You can also get an exclusive look into the LMU baseball program by listening in right here on 88.9 FM KXLU each Tuesday at 6 p.m. or on lmulions.com slash podcasts to relive each episode anytime. And Lions, thank you for joining us for All Access with Nathan Choate. Join us next week as Coach Choate continues to take you behind the scenes of the LMU baseball program. I've been your host, Jonathan Grace. Until next time, have a great week and go Lions.